fans of the Rhode Island Rebels. And you're listening to the official KFL Recap Show on Jake the Big. guys it's another week it's week three here we're gonna recap for you guys with all the kfl action going around all over the country good stuff to talk about i got sean the fisherman here with you i am bobby roast beef your host we have uh, more kfl stuff to go over this week what happened in week number three and uh i mean just going into it off the top of my head i know that we had uh one hell of a close one right here in new england we'll get to those details uh in just a bit sean how are things going man how how, how was everything for you good good uh did all my k my kfl processing last night yep. uh you know i fished a local trail this weekend so saturday i was not uh i was not glued to my my live stream watching the action i uh I caught up on sunday yeah father's day and happy father's day to everyone yeah out happy there. father's Late. day to everybody guys I like to carry my celebration through the week, to be perfectly honest. So I, I, here I am celebrating my 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 life as a father uh, all this week. You know, you know, people do that with like a birthday week, and they make it like they push it on everybody. That's what I'm doing this week. Like I'm some a people dad. Have, some people do birthday months. I know that. Oh That's my ridiculous. god, isn't that insane? I don't have the energy for that. It's, it's it gets especially bad when some of the people I know that do that are over forty. I know. It's like, come on, really? Like I'm over forty. I'm like, yeah, it's my birthday. Just I, I want to forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Another year on this planet. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, but we had, we had yeah. some KFL shit go down. We did this, uh, literally this, this weekend. Yeah, I would like to open up with a local game. It was uh, you know just so you guys know when I do all this stuff, I just take out the I take out our fo- our focus games and those go into segment two. Other than that, I pretty much go right off of fishing chaos. So yeah. I'm not putting anybody in order here. No, or starting off with somebody I want to start off with, but. It was the closest game of the week by chance. And uh, our mass maulers, yeah. Derek Brundle, John Ferreira, Ken Wood, and Matt Conant, lost to the Rhode Island Rebels. They 100% did. The Rebels this week putting up Greg Kraz, AJ Bebo, Justin Gallo, and Justin LaCasse. This this match was decided by one inch. Isn't it wild? And Rebels, it, yeah. And it's Go not ahead. like it was a small bag. No, no, oh. it was no. 178 and a half to 177 and a half. That battle was a, uh, a Mauler's home game. It took place at Upper Mill Pond out on the Cape. Uh, Cape Cod, for all you folks that are that are not up in Massachusetts. Sorry, we just call it the Cape. Um, Rhode Island, they eked out a win. In the rematch of the 2021 conference final, which was also a close match, Greg Kraz and uh, and Lacasse went for three. Bebalt and Gallo went for two in a balanced Rebels attack. Brundle had five. He carried the Maulers, and the uh, the 19-inch largemouth was the three times over Lunker by Gallo, Lacasse, and Kraz. Wow. What a crazy match, man. And it's insane. You know, now you're looking at the Maulers. The champions are 0-2. Yeah. And 0-2 in division as well. Yeah. 
Maybe we jinxed them, man. We shouldn't have said they were our guys. Oh, man, it's such kind of a head-scratching situation. Look, I, I believe in them. They'll get it together. I do, too. Come they're, on, they're boys. It's too talented of a team. But yep. we talked about, you know, last week we talked about gut check games. Yeah. There's there's a number of teams after this week, 0-2, a couple 0-3s. I mean, it's really gut check time. Yeah. Like, you guys... I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, again, I wish we had more record or more history to go on, but are we going to be talking this time next year? You know, no teams at 0-3 started or got to the playoffs. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't Who know. The, uh, the next game, Bobby, if you want to talk about it, was the first of uh, one of these teams' doubleheaders. It was a rare Sunday game this weekend we're going to get to, but yep. um, it was a makeup game. So two teams that we're going to go through in this segment – Ended up playing Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And I, I say to you, take it away, Mr. Roast Beef. So we saw another Massachusetts team. Bay State attack was made up of Mike Elric, uh, Paulo DeMores, uh, Stephen Scott, and Dominic Eno. Uh, they went up against your Connecticut Renegades. Uh, Ryan Nye, Leo Michal, uh, who was Lenovo, and uh, Brian Baxter, as well as Stephen Hedges on the water. Uh, the Renegades managed to grab this one 176 and a quarter to the Bay State Attacks, 168 and a quarter. This all went down on the Nashua River. Renegades hand the attack their second loss in the uh, first of the back-to-back games this weekend. Hedges put four on the board for Connecticut. Uh, Demores uh, bookended two of his four fish to keep the attack in the match, and uh, Lunker was a twenty and a quarter inch largemouth by Lenovo. I mean, pretty pretty wild and. Uh, not as close as as, uh, as the uh, Rebels Maulers game that we had seen there, but um, you know, for a, a New England, you know, Connecticut Mass are they're, they're they're right right on top of one another, literally. And you know, I mean, I'm sure that there's some knowledge between both of these teams getting out there and fishing the National River. So interesting. Yeah, the National could be tough. I've actually fished that quite a few times, and uh, yep, it it giveth and taketh away, and, give- and C- Connecticut. You know, fired up to a 2-0 start, and uh, yeah, Bay, Bay State struggling for their first win after this one. Um, I, I mean, gut checks, gut checks. It's just going to be gut checks for mm-hmm. everybody. Um, yeah. So Connecticut also had a game on Sunday too. We'll get to that in a minute, but we'll get to their opponent next for that second game. Uh, Pennsylvania Bronze Bronzebacks. Nate Hall, Mark McCamer, <clears throat> Jeffrey Rabbit, and Mick Wood visited the New York Empire. Of Tyler Sweet, Brian Balsier, Trisha Angelini, and Brian Nunziato, mm-hmm. where the Empire emerged victorious 165 to 160.75. So this was a couple teams that started the day at 500 each and uh an, an Atlantic Division matchup. Mm-hmm. And it was at Saratoga Lake. The Bronzebacks opened their weekend doubleheader with an away uh with an away loss to the Empire. Nunziato led the Empire with two of his four fish bookended as well. We just mentioned bookending. Get used to my term, folks. Um, should I trademark that, Bobby? I should. I would. Bookended. All right. On it. Um, four of the Bronzebacks bag were Hall's contributions. And the lunker of the day was two folks, uh, Nunziato and McCamer, with an 18.75-inch largemouth. So, I don't know. It's just the middle. This is the middle of the pack for the Atlantic. Yeah. We got Connecticut at the end of Saturday. Connecticut was still sitting unbeaten mm-hmm. at two and zero. 
we got uh, the Empire right behind them, and then the Bronze Backs right behind them. And and who else is in the Atlantic? I think somebody had a day off. Uh, Delaware had the uh, the week off. Yep. So, yeah, tightening up in the Atlantic there. And uh, both of those teams, both Connecticut and Bronzeback, met up the next day, which we'll get into in a minute. But there's a, a game that was coming up next that um, – it was kind of it had a really great storyline and, and Bobby, it's all yours. So we have uh, Tennessee Shiners, uh, Todd Patrick, Jamie Dennison, and Ewing Miner uh, up against Alabama. The Hammers, uh, Berkeley Perkins, Stephen O'Neill, Tim Perkins, and Brian Delahunty. Uh, Shiners managed to managed to win this one with uh, a bag of 100 te- 122 and three quarter inches up against Alabama's ninety five and a quarter. Uh, that all went down at uh, when do we? The story here was with Ewing Minor versus uh, the Perkins in the Shiners' shorthanded win here. Uh, Minor bagged all of eight, uh, all of Tennessee's eight for the winning bag. Uh, Berkeley and uh, Tim Perkins put up three fish each for Alabama, with the lunker being uh, from Perkins at uh, 22 and a quarter inches. Yeah, it was Berkeley Perkins got that one. There was a couple of couple of Perkins involved in that one, so it was it was a, a Perkins tag team against Ewing Minor, and Ewing Minor put up the one twenty two point seven five all yep. on his own, which is incredible. And he carried his team to the win. Yeah, I, I mean, and and Tennessee needed that bounce back game too. Yeah, um, and on paper, when it looked like I think even to the day prior to the match, mm-hmm. they were unsure about fielding a third person. Yeah, and I don't remember who it was, um, but they got three and. You know, Ewing Minor took care of business. The uh, Berkeley and Tim Perkins, you know, they tried three fish each, and they just weren't able to hang with. Now, I believe Tennessee also just had a roster change. I saw that. Yeah, um, that was um, that was after the match. That was on Sunday. Am I correct on that? It was on Father's Day, I th- or was I it late it Saturday was. night? It was. It was one or the other. Yeah, and it was due to military service issues. So yeah. I understand that completely. I sure. forgot who did what. We can look that up. Um, but yeah, good good win for the Shiners, especially shorthanded, and uh, they needed that bounce back after the loss last week. Mm-hmm. Next up, the Virginia Reapers of Mike Thornton, Ryan Sarko, Scott Delosh, and Kyle Franklin mm-hmm. visited the Norfolk Privateers of Robert Brown, Ray Montez, Jacob Nowak, and David Miller. Reapers put up 172 and a half. Norfolk 168 and three quarters. Another tight matchup that was held at the back bay very tight privateers and the only prescription is more cowbell i forgot about the stinger you did (laughs) i'm just just dying to get this news out privateers are still looking for their first win after a close loss to the reapers sarco filled half the reapers bag to seal the w montez's four bass kept the privateers in the match and the lunker went to franklin with a 21 and a quarter inch largemouth Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Next up, we had Lunkers Kingfishers going down. Tar Heel Lunkers had uh, Dontrell Sullivan, Mike Wimmer, uh, Dave Hart, and Steve Perry on the water. Kusa had Dan Perry, Chuck Wise, Lance Coley, and uh, Coley McGowan. Uh, the the Lunkers put in 132 inches, but the Kingfishers proved victorious, coming in with 180.5. <laughs> It's 
turn it up is what happened. That all went down on Neely Henry. Kingfishers continue their home match winning ways at Neely Henry against the Lunkers. Uh, McGowan had a stellar performance with eight fish for Kusa. Nice job. Perry had three for the Lunkers. And our Lunker for that uh, matchup went 19 and a half inches with a large mouth and it went to McGowan. Nice. Yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, Kusa's three and zero, and going back to the last match, Virginia's unbeaten too. Yep. So we're starting to we're starting to see some separation with some of these teams. Now uh, there's their patterns divisions. that are starting to show up. Yep, yep. yep. And that was while that uh, that Kusa uh, Lunker or the uh, Kusa Tar Heel matchup was was in, interdivisional. So uh, mm-hmm. we had a Piedmont and a Southeast representative. Hey, it's still overall record first. That division is the tiebreaker. So yeah, we're we're starting to see both of these numbers uh, get more and more important. Obviously, the, the overall records just the most important thing. Sure. I'm kidding, you know, but um, yeah, great win. Three and oh, Coos is off to a hot start. Yeah. Coos is, Coos is crushing it. Not bad. Yep. Next up, we had the, uh, the Florida Copperheads of Jason Starley, Sherman Bishop, Conrad Benetti, and Danny Gann visiting the Southern Slayers, Brad Exum, Brandon Hewlett, Kevin Fox, Joshua Deal at Lake Eufaula where the Slayers came out on top at home, 137 and a quarter to 91 and three quarters. I've been waiting weeks to play that. Yeah. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> yep, Slayers' uh, first win is the was the Copperheads' first loss. The Slayers were powered by Deal Six Fish. Mm-hmm. Nettie was good for four of the Copperheads' six, and the Lunker was an 18-inch largemouth by Deal. Yeah, I mean that the real story is we got to play that stinger. Um <laughs> pretty much. Finally, no, I'm just kidding. No, no great win for the great win for the Slayers to get on the board. Um, especially since that's in the division and handing the Copperheads their first loss. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh, the Slayers checked their guts. They did. Good job, Slayers. And then they, they checked their guts while obviously listening to a copy of Rain and Blood from nineteen eighty six. I would. <laughs> <laughs> who, There's who your wouldn't? motivation. <laughs> who who wouldn't? So uh, next up, we had uh, Palmetto Punishers, made up of Barry Davis, Lee Ward, and Terry Smith, went up against the Deep South Kraken. We had Ryan O'Neill on the water, Sean Spears, Chris Mitchell, and uh, Mark uh, Passamato. Um, Deep South Kraken managed to take this one 183 inches even over Palmetto's 107. <laughs> This all went down on Lake Toho. The Kraken earned their first win of the year at Lake Toho against the shorthanded Punisher squad. Spears with four, Mitchell with four, teamed for eight of the Kraken's bag. Smith also landed four for the Punishers. Lunker for this matchup went to Spears. It was 21 and a half inches largemouth. Yeah, Kraken needed that win. They're on the board. Yep. Um, and, uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, they, they, this this was this was a matchup both teams really needed to win. Palmetto was uh, was five coming in at batting five hundred coming in, yeah. And uh, Kraken needed their first win, and they got it, and they got it big. I mean, eighty three inches, you know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Crazy. Nice Good job, job Kraken. Yeah. Next up, we'll move out to the Southwest. We had a Southwest Division matchup: the Lone Star Bandits, Jason Campbell, David Speed. Jared Brockelman and Derek Miller visited the Arkansas Hogs of Gordon Parham, Chris Hartman, Corey Hopper, and Garrett Morgan. Arkansas left undefeated at 3-0 with 174 inches. Lone Star only put up one fish for 20 and three quarters. Squeal. Squeal. Squeal louder. Squeal. Louder. Squeal. 
<laughs> this this look looking at these two bags here and then playing that that I know. that stinger man it it, it it like I feel for <laughs> so, I I feel for Lone Star Bandits right there. It was so inappropriate and yet appropriate at the same it, it time. It just and it worked. It's so yeah. I get yeah. it. <laughs> it's oh, man. How come I got this one? All right. This was held at Harris break. The hogs continue their winning ways in the Southwest. Hopper hit five. Morgan hit four. That kept the hogs undefeated. Campbell landed the bandits only fish. And it was the best of the day for both squads, which was a 20 and three quarters. I mean, that's, that's a shellacking man. I don't know any other yeah, way. To put it. I mean, it's, it's man. That is, that is insane. I don't yeah. think we've seen what, that type of spread yet oh oh well what what happened in that first week with the empire game there was, was one in, i don't know if it was it was such a a blowout though hmm. i mean you're looking at you're looking at over 150 inches yeah it was it <laughs> was know. well let me look real quick bobby talk all right so <laughs> hi guys welcome this is what happens sean is scrambling for data so i'm going to tell you guys a little bit about this show of course you know that we uh we go over and recap each week's uh information of what happened with the kfl and uh and we hope to give you all that information as accurately as humanly possible um that's what we like to do here jigs and bigs of course if you would like to reach out to us if maybe we flubbed something the best way to do so is by getting in touch with us at jigs and bigs 413 at gmail.com thank you you're the best. I try. All right. All right. So that Empire Renegades game was uh, 145 for the Renegades and 29.75. So it was over 100, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Bad. Yeah. That this is this is yeah. this is quite the spread. I mean, at least the, they got longer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's that's that. Yeah. That was uh, that's an ugly matchup, and sometimes these things happen. So I mm-hmm. uh, hope uh, hope Lone Star can get on those winning ways and uh, and pick it back up after the break here, yep. which we'll talk about in a little bit. But we have uh, we have a couple more games to go over. We do. We, we got. We're still down south here. We got uh, our Oklahoma Outlaws, Preston Griner, uh, R- Robert Richards, Jerry Thigh, and uh, Dave Hudson. We're uh, up against the Louisiana Hurricanes, bringing us Brad Case, Jeff Penny, Levis uh, or Levis Casty, and William Kennan. Uh, Louisiana, the Canes managed to squeak this one with 179 and three quarter inches up against Oklahoma's 99 and three quarter. This all went down on Cattle Lake. The Canes beat up the Outlaws at home uh, to go up in game uh, to go up a game in the Southwest. Uh, Penny turned up five for Louisiana. Uh, Richards flipped five of the Outlaws six in the loss. Penny managed the lunker here was a 21 inch largemouth on the nose i had a lot of fun writing this one can you tell yeah you did because <laughs> pennies do turn up when you flip them they do i yeah, like that and, and yeah penny uh penny did the deed and louisiana is moving on to two and one in the southwest and uh oklahoma is now game back of them so now we got to talk about the father's day uh pickup event father's day pickup event the sunday game Oh yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. I'm. I'm sorry. I didn't pick up. I was going. What the pickup? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It was the uh, the the makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So Sunday, Father's Day, uh, the Bronzebacks visited the Renegades. The Bronzebacks fielded Nick Audie. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna fuck this up. All right. Ready? I yep. even got coaching on it. Madalovich, Madalovich, Ryan and Frank. I said it twice. I covered that. The Madaloviches and Nate Hall. 
beat the renegades of Devin Ramos, Leo Mihail Lovano, Thomas Tuthill, and Brad Campbell, 174 to 170.75. Yet another game that was close. Very this close. Was held, this was held down at Candlewood Lakes in Connecticut. Yo, Adrian! I did it! I did it twice. <laughs> forgot about Rocky. How can I forget about Balboa? Te- technically, the Bronzebacks did it. Yeah. You know? Yep, the Bronzebacks got the win on the road in the rare Sunday matchup. Hall scored five fish with two yep. of them bookended in the season's first win for Pennsylvania. Ramos pumped in five for the Renegades, and there were two lunkers, a 19-and-a-half largemouth by Hall, a 19-and-a-half smallmouth by Campbell. Yep. So that hands Connecticut their first loss, and Pennsylvania gets their first win on the road. Congrats to them. Nice job. And uh, this was made up from week two because of the uh, – the, was it – it was uh, – Champlain. Yes. Most of the members wanted to fish the KB, the KFL, KBF, excuse me, KBF event on Champlain. Yep. And uh, an agreement was made to fish this uh, yesterday. So both teams went back to back. Connecticut and both teams went what one and one, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, both teams went one and one on the back to backs. So to wrap up this week, there were one, two, three, four teams had buys this week. Yep. Doom, the Indianapolis Knights, the Motor. I put the Motor City Knights. Not good. Motor City Ambassadors. I know that. I don't know why there are knights in there. And the Sunshine State Swamp Donkeys. Yep. Typos happen, folks. So that is uh, that is the most of week three prior to our focus games. You know, and we're going to go. I, I have to wonder with that Sunday game with Pennsylvania and Connecticut. Um, Candlewood is like the premier lake in Connecticut. And I have to wonder if the wreck traffic on that, that body water on this past Sunday was just uh, insane. Oh, it had to have been ape shit. I yeah. fished that once, and it was it was horrible with the wreck traffic, and it was earlier in the year when I fished it. Yeah, it was, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Father's Day, uh, specifically, like Father's Day. And it I was mean, nice out. Yeah, it was a great day. It was a really great day. A little bit of wind, but, I mean, you know, the the those are both respectable numbers. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's, that's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, great job to both teams. Couple, yeah, a couple of 19 and a half inches, too, yeah. for Lunkers. That's, that's great. They They did well. So why don't we take a break, Bobby, and we'll Let's hit segment two here with our focus games and a whole bunch of review, and uh, then we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what's what's going on. I love it, guys. We're gonna take a short break. We'll come back. We got our focus games, and then the lineup of what you have to look forward to for our next uh, round of uh, KFL action. Don't go too far. Much more coming up right after this. Jigs and Bigs is your favorite fishing podcast, right? Why not show the world how much you love the show while directly supporting us? We have men's and ladies' shirts, hoodies, and a variety of hats. We even have a waterproof outdoor Bluetooth speaker so you can listen to your favorite podcast while out on the water if you like. Check out jigsandbigs.com shop to visit the store and gear yourself up. If you really can't get enough of this show, consider becoming a jig head and joining our Patreon. It's a subscription that gives you exclusive access to recording sessions that allow you to engage with 
with us as we record the show. We also have some exclusive content there just for our jig heads and even have some special promo codes. Space is limited, so join now at jigsandbigs.com. Finally, if you're local to our area in Western Massachusetts, consider checking out the Western Mass Fishing Report posted weekly at northeastwildwoman.com. We have amazing contributors providing great content and info for local conditions and what's been going on and working recently. Jigs and Bigs, so much more than just two lightly roasted hippies trapped in the 90s arguing on the internet about fishing. Alrighty, guys, we are back. Segment number two. We've got our focus game this week. Well, two focus games, actually. Um, why don't we go ahead and jump right into it? Sean, do you have a preference? You want to you wanna take this first one, or how do you feel about it? I'll take the first one. Take what the, the hell is local? One. Do it up. We had a battle of unbeatens here. Uh, coming into this game, the Maniacs were 1-0 and and 1-0 and in division. Mm-hmm. And the Granite State Sticks were 2-0. and 2-0 division, both in the Northeast Division. Maniacs uh, fielded Adam Rourke, Chris Pendergast, and John and Judy Richardson. Yep. The Sticks put up Tammy Sanchez, Matthew Lee, Jake Angulis, and Jake Kukulis. Sticks again, dude. Sticks remained unbeaten at 3-0, winning 173 and a quarter to 156 and three quarters. Absolutely wild. That was at Wakawan Lake. Mm-hmm. The Sticks handed Maine their first loss and moved to 3-0. and Lee put up half the Sticks bag in the big Northeast Division win. Rourke and the Richardsons all put up three fish, fish each in the loss for Maine. And the Lunker went to Kukulis with a 20-inch largemouth. I, I, I don't know, man. With us being in the Northeast, I did not expect this. No. I mean, I knew I figured, you know, we'd see a lot of teams mm-hmm. at one and one, two and one, one and yep. two. Pete, I, I figured they were just going to be beating up on each other. Yeah. Granite State is looking head and shoulders above the rest of the division. They really they're doing great right now. I mean, three weeks in and, you know, they're they're three and oh, this is this is great. And it's early in. I mean, keep in mind, we only have nine weeks here, folks. This is a third of the season. Yeah. And, and keep that um, in mind. And there's what, eight games, right? Because everybody has a bye. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> like I, Grand, if Grand he, State's firing all on all cylinders, and, right and now. for a, a, a brand new team, a brand this is their first, the, this is their first go round for a brand new team and to come out and come out this strong. I mean, like Granite State's looking good. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Maine Maine went ahead and handed the the Maulers their first loss, and then they went and visit Granite State. And Granite State says, "Hold our beers." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I basically. mean, th- yeah. North, I, I really did think the Northeast Division was going to be much more of a meat grinder. Mm-hmm. It's just like Granite State has said, no, no, we're, we're good. We're just going to go ahead and win everything. Now, did I read something uh, this week about one of our players, and I'm not sure if this was the matchup, um, had uh, a, a with some rough conditions, had uh, dumped their boat and... Uh, there was an assist. I forget. Oh, I forget the details. But am I am I mixing that up with with some other news? I had heard. No, I had heard there was a boat dump, and I yeah. I I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Adam Rourke again, but I don't know that. And, yeah, um, I'm not Adam, sure. If Adam was... had an issue early this spring. Yep. But um, I am. I'm not sure of the details, so I don't want to. Yeah, too far don't want to give too much. I hear you. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, you know, we we talked about this uh, earlier. Yep. Off off air. Um. I've been. 
on my Saturdays, I haven't been touching social media because I've been actually fishing sure. yep. the only day of the week I can at this point. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We can uh, we can look that up. If there was a rescue situation, especially, you know, if anybody helped out, they yeah. deserve credit for helping. And, and, you know, we should spread the awareness if, to make sure, you know, everyone knows. Always look out for your teammates and opposing team members. For sure. Yeah. If something happens, you know, yep. I don't think that's ever going to be an issue. But, you know, you know, it can't hurt to say it. Yep. So. All right, so for our next focus game, we've got uh, Carolina Casters made up of uh, Stephen Bell, Corey Dreyer, uh, Eddie Crabtree, and Hank. Uh, is it Vegian? Uh, they went up against our Washington Warhawks. We had William Brewer on the water, Greg Nosar, uh, James Johnston, and Joe Costa. Uh, Warhawks there put up 115 and a half inches over the Casters 104. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. And I believe this was on the Akakwean Reservoir. Uh, Warhawks outlasted the casters in a Piedmont Division slugfest. Uh, Nosar had three out of the Warhawks, seven, match, uh, including a match for Lunker. Uh, Dryer boarded six of the casters, seven in defeat. The Lunker was an 18-and-a-half-inch largemouth, and, and Greg managed to smack that. Nice job. Um Heads up that we have a correction that oh, last... I, I got that I got okay. that in a second, Bobby. I'll, I'll do get what you want to do. I was gonna, yeah, yep. I'll, I'll hit the correction. Yeah, all good. The, yep. um, the, I wanted to say about the Warhawks. Doesn't it seem like the Warhawks are involved in these grinding matches where not everybody gets a limit, and it's just like a, it's just like a battle. Yeah, because last week I believe they had a. Didn't they have a? Let me look real quick. Yeah, Warhawks put up. They won 51-36 on week two. And week one, I believe they had another slugfest. Yep. Uh, week one, both teams put up 160. Well, they lost by an inch and a half on, on week one to Motor City. Yeah. But that was another, you know, under 170-inch slugfest. Mm -hmm. It just it just seems like Washington lends themselves to these grinders. And maybe yeah. that's their style is, is hitting these lakes that – you know, you might catch big fish on, but you're not going to fill a full bag, you know? So you're saying that Washington is, their style is grinder? It seems it, doesn't okay. it? Yeah. I mean, they're not putting up these huge numbers, but they're grinding yeah. out wins. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Fair. So, yeah, great, great win by the Warhawks. So that yep. was a, that was a division win. They're uh two and one overall, two, two and oh in the division. And uh, they handed Carolina their first loss. So... Good for them. Yeah, nice job. Yep, yep. Now, I did want to make a correction. <clears throat> I uh, I made a, a statement last week about the home team records. Now, I'm going to say how I made this statement. Well, why I made this statement. <laughs> I thought the teams went 11 and 0, and it's the way that they get arranged on a on a way on when I look at the results, and I fucked up. Yep. So I'm going to own it. My bad. Last week they went. The home teams went six and five. Mm -hmm. This week. Home teams went eight and five, and home teams are twenty three and fourteen on the season. I fucked up, Bobby Roast Beef. It I didn't happens. want you to. I didn't want you to get involved in that. I just, you know, I'm going to own that. My Fair bad. enough. Fair My enough. Bad. So let's uh, let's jump over to KFL.com. Yep. Okay. Or the app, whatever you're looking at at home, people. I want to take a look at the uh, the standings real quick because now we've got three games in the book. We're going to see a little bit of spacing, right? Mm -hmm. So let's start. We started with the Northeast last time. Let's start with the Southwest. We'll start, and then next time we'll start in the middle. I don't sure. Give a shit. All right. Starting in the Southwest, Hogs unbeaten, sitting on top overall and in division three and zero. Right behind them, Louisiana two and one and two and one. 
Oklahoma, one and two, one and two, and Lone Lone Star is zero and three, zero and three, looking for their first win. Nice. So Hogs are right up there with the. Uh, seems we've got a few teams. We've got three teams that are three and zero right now. Well, as we go through the divisions, we'll get to them and and note them. But um, I mean, if you're sitting at three and zero right now, yep. You know, I I might start thinking. Well, what's start looking at the rest of the schedule? What are we looking at for playoffs? Starting thinking about seeding because we only got eight games. We're almost halfway through the season, you know. Oh yeah. Yep. All right, down in the southeast, uh, the Coosa Kingfishers, another three and zero team. They're two and zero in the division. Florida Copperheads are two and one overall with two and one in the division. The Swamp Donkeys, one and one and one and one. They were off this week. Mm-hmm. The Slayers, one and two, one and two. The Kraken are one and two, zero oh and two, and the Punishers are one and two, one and two. So really, the Kraken by tiebreaker should be at the bottom but that's all right they're all one and two it doesn't matter yep again kusa sitting on top looking looking down sitting pretty and uh i mean has kusa played florida yet and has arkansas played louisiana yet i mean these are these are games that we got to start looking at down the down the schedule saying okay these are the top two teams in division what's going to happen here Mm -hmm. um yeah, creating separation. These teams at top, especially the three and O's. That's that's really, really, really good. <laughs> um, Piedmont Division. Virginia Reapers are sitting at two and O and unbeaten two and O in division. Warhawks two and one, but also unbeaten in the division at two and O. The Casters one and one and one and one, and then the Privateers and the Lunkers are both sitting down there at the bottom at zero and three with. Uh, Norfolk having three losses in division to the Tar Heels one. Another, you know, another thing to look at Virginia and Washington. When are they meeting up? Yeah. You know, these top two teams in the divisions, these, these games are going to get pretty good. uh, You know, as if they haven't been already. Yeah, exactly. But as they, as they start to develop a little bit further, you're going to see more and more pressure being added, (laughs) you know, to some of these matchups and, and they're, they're going to start to carry more weight. But yeah, exactly. That's the word I was going to use. Was more weight. These these matchups are going to be real heavy. There's going to yep. be a lot of pressure on on the anglers to get stuff done. So let's move to the Northwest. Motor City had the week off. They are two and zero and one and zero in division. Of course, that one win being against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Shiners two and one and two and one. The Knights are one and one, one and one, and the Hammers one and two and zero and two in division. So Motor City. A little bit of surprise with all the buzz about Tennessee this uh, this year going into yep. the season. Did did Motor City get a little chip on their shoulders? You know, I mean, perhaps it's firing them up. Yeah, we'll see. You know, this is a, a another situation where that one and two where we got unbeaten and somebody and the team next in second place is one game behind them. Yeah, I cannot wait to see how these matchups start playing <laughs> out as the season goes on. Moving over to the Atlantic, we have a tie up top. We have New York and Connecticut at two and one. Overall, but mm-hmm. New York now has a better divisional record than Connecticut. Connecticut's one and one. They had a game against. Uh, oh, they do. Yeah, Connecticut had a game. I think they opened out of division. If I'm correct, I'd have to look back. But yeah, Connecticut's two and one, one and one. So if the season ended right now, your New York Empire is winning the Atlantic. Third place, five hundred, one and one, and one and one is the Delaware Doom, and then the Bronze Backs bring up the rear at one and two and one and two. So another one, two team matchup. I'm looking forward to Connecticut, oh, yeah. New York again. And it's funny because the first game was Connecticut, New York, and it was a blowout. Yep. So if they're playing again, something to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. Finally, even though we already discussed it, we'll talk about the Northeast granite state 
unbeaten in what Unreal. we thought was going yeah, we thought was going to be a meat grinder. Yeah. Maniacs 1 and 1 and 1 and 1. Also Rhode Island 1 and 1 and 1 and 1. Yep. And then the Massachusetts teams bringing up the rear, man. 0 and 2 and 0 and 2 for the Attack and the Maulers and the Attack are 0 and 1 in division, which would put them kind of ahead of the Maulers. So yeah. this is just a surprise knowing what we yeah. know about this Northeast division. Our, um, our predictions uh, for, at least for the Northeast, did not pan out the way we thought. So we don't far. know shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, we we started this whole thing talking about like, oh, we're familiar with these Northeast teams. You know, it's going to be great. It's going to be a real meat grinder. And now look what happened. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, am, I am impressed with Granite State. So far, it's killing it. I yeah, think so. Great. And Maine is is doing great as well. And I, we kind of had a feeling. The one thing I feel like we were we did sort of call was Rhode Island really having like their heart in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like after exactly. after last season, uh, you know that we knew they were coming hard and they were looking to really you know go for go for the jugular really. So, but you know what's going to happen with with Massachusetts? I'm interested to see. Yeah, they got to bounce back. Gut mm-hmm. check time. Yeah, gut check. So there's our uh, there's our standings review. Yep. Um, we have some uh, some awards, yeah. our normal awards here. So, are you ready, Bobby, with the with the stingers? I'm ready. All right, bag of the week, hundred and three uh, eighty three inches put up by the Kraken. The Kraken. Nice job. Nice, nice job. job. Yeah, that's a that's a great bag. Fish of the week, twenty two and a quarter largemouth put up by Berkeley Perkins of the Alabama Hammers. I did, in fact, forget it was hammer time. <laughs> oh, it's always hammer time. It's always, always hammer time. And before we get to our MVPs, of course, we always do a couple of a couple of quick awards for the Northern and Southern Conference. Those who were stellar in defeat. So for the Northern Conference, Derek Brundle for the Maulers. Wicked, wicked hard. Wicked hard. Park. I can't find a place to park. Park. Can't find a place to park. Play wicked hard when I go to the park. No, no, no. Kurt, you can't do it like that. You can't do it like that, Kurt. Can't, can't do it like that, Kurt. And then for the Southern Conference, Corey Dreyer of the Casters. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Great job to both of them, even yeah. though their teams did not, you know, finish on top. Great job. Now we get to the MVPs of the week as yes. voted by people other than me and Bobby. We just report it, folks. We're just the messengers. Northern Conference MVP. I think we saw this coming. Mm-hmm. Ewing Minor of the Shiners. Baby, don't you carry me back to Tennessee. He carried he carried freaking Jerry Garcia and the band right back to Tennessee on his back this he week. He did. Yep. And in the Southern Conference, Coley McGowan of the Kingfishers. Turn it up indeed, Coley. Turn it up. Yep. Uh, at this point, I would let everyone know who the Fantasy League winner was this week, but I never got that information, so I have yep. no idea. At the time of recording, that information was not available. We'll have a note in it with the next episode, and uh, you yeah. know, once we find out, we'll drop something on social media for you guys as well. At, at this point, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say Jason Denise and then go, oh, yeah, after it. Ex- yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. 
So there you go. Uh, there's our focus games and all of our awards for the week. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk to you about the next slate of games, which are not next week. Nope. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Don't go too far. We'll be right back. Jigs and Bigs wants to take a moment to say thank you to our partners for helping us continue to push the limits of our fishing adventures and bring you amazing long-form content. We want to thank Old Glory Outdoors in East Brookfield, Massachusetts. Old Glory has an amazing selection of fishing tackle, including Six Sense, Guggen Baits, X-Zone Lures, Shimano, Daiwa, Luz, 13 Fishing, Arc Rods, and many more. Use promo code JIGSANDBIGS at OldGloryOutdoors.com and in-store to see Save yourself some money and support the show. For all your premium kayak needs, we partner with Three Bells Outfitters. Located along Smith Cove in Niantic, Connecticut, Three Bells is your go-to location for kayaks and accessories from Hobie, Native, Bonafide, Jackson, Yak Attack, Nakwa, Boondocks, Burley Pro, and many more. Financing options are available to upgrade you and your kayak fishing experience. White Glove Delivery Service is also available. Visit 3bellsoutfitters.com for more info and don't forget to tell them that Jigs and Bigs sent you. When it comes to high quality polarized sunglasses, we've partnered with Torej. They provide stylish sunglasses in a variety of frames that are light and fit comfortably on your face. The polarization cuts glare and allows you to see the whole picture, helping you identify what's below the water's surface. They have a 60-day risk-free trial, lifetime warranty, and free shipping. Plus, you can save yourself 10% with the code JIGSANDBIGS10 at checkout. Visit Torej.com to check out their selection. That's www.torege.com. Again, we cannot thank our partners enough for their support. Please consider supporting them and supporting the show in the same process. Thanks. Alrighty, guys, we are back with our final segment here of our KFL recap here, the collab show, Jigs and Bigs and the Kayak Fishing League. Uh, we've got uh, some games coming up that uh, we definitely want to share information with you guys about. But, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a twist here. Week four games happen on July the 9th. So we're going to see you guys on July 14th with the information from these events. Um, Sean, why don't you go ahead and dive into it? I'll go ahead and get your background music started. I will dive right. What? I have background music? Yeah. For yeah, the, yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. All right. I forgot I had background music. I'm special. All right. Week four games. We have the Rhode Island Rebels visiting the Maniacs. Both teams are one and one. This is basically for sole possession of second place in the e, uh, Northeastern, Conf- uh, Northeastern Division. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Up next, Bay State Attack, looking for their first win, will visit the Mass Maulers, who are also looking for their first win. One of these teams has got to win, folks. One of them's got to lose. So the pain mm-hmm. is going to continue for somebody, and somebody could take that first step towards rising as a possible challenger to the sticks. Rising like the Phoenix. Rising like the Phoenix. Delaware Doom head down to Pennsylvania to visit the Bronzebacks. Doomer at one and one. Bronzebacks zero and two. Atlantic Division matchup. Uh, Doomer off this week, so they're back into it. And Connecticut, mm-hmm. or excuse me, Pennsylvania had two games this week. Let's see where that goes. Motor City Ambassadors in the in the first of our two focus games at two and zero are going to visit the Shiners at two and one. So this will give us some clarity as to where that 
division is at. Motor City's already got the home win against Tennessee. Let's see if they can do it on the road in the Northwest Northwest Division. The Indianapolis Knights, one and one, visiting the Alabama Hammers at one and two. The bottom side of the Northwest Division, Tennessee, or excuse me, if Indianapolis wins, they're you know they're in second place. Soul. Oh well, no, maybe not. If Motor City loses, they're they'll be in second place. And mm-hmm. depending on uh, the Motor City Tennessee game, whether they're sharing that with anybody or not. We'll, we'll find out. Lunkers looking for their first win, going down or going up to Norfolk to visit the privateers who are also looking for their first win. And I had a choice this week on the focus games for us. Now, I almost put some of the the um, the winless teams games on there. Yeah, because I think they're really important, to be quite honest. I mean, this could be the nail in the coffin in somebody's season. And then you're playing spoiler, or could this be. could be just the step towards possibly you know a wild card berth. You never yeah. know. Um, but I, I didn't. I went with the uh, the two games that were really top of the division games, which yeah. is the right thing to do. Which leads us into focus game number two. Virginia Reapers at two and zero are hosting the Carolina Casters. So that is the the top of the Piedmont getting together in Virginia. <clears throat> That'll be our second focus game again. Yep. Next up. Kusa Kingfishers, 3-0, unbeaten, hosting the Palmetto Punishers at 1-2. Deep South Kraken, 1-2, visiting the Southern Slayers, 1-2. Mm-hmm. There's another gut check game. Hey, guys, you're both 1-2. Somebody's got to take a step forward. Somebody's got to take a step back. Which way do you want to go? Yes. Swamp Donkeys, 1-1, one one, visiting the Copperheads. And I almost put this one as our third focus game, but I want to keep it at two. Yep. Um, Fair. And... Yeah, the unbeatens went won this one out. Sorry, Copperheads, no disrespect, but you know, you know, keep winning, you're going to get a focus game. Oh yeah. Uh, so one and one for the Donkeys. Copperheads are two and one. Southeast Division matchup, and then finally the Outlaws at one and two are visiting the Hogs at three and zero oh in the Southwest Division. I mean, is it too early to say with a win here so that the Hogs could wrap this up? No, they 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 could absolutely. I'm, I mean, I don't want to look too far ahead in the season, but... Yeah. I mean, are, are you making an official call? If the Hogs win this, they take the division? No, I don't want to do that. Okay. Because then if they lose, it is they're a little early. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're going to be no, like, Sean the Fisherman, it. you son of a bitch. Yep. And then a lot of teams with buys this week. Uh, we got the Sticks, the Empire, the Renegades, the Warhawks, the Bandits, yep. and the Hurricanes are all taking it easy on the 9th, and they'll be back on the 7th, what, 16th? Yep. Following week. Yep. So that is it. Remember, July 9th. So we will see you guys on the 14th. Yep. We are not we are not doing recaps of things that don't exist. If you want to listen to that, we're on Jigs and Bigs. <laughs> this is true. True story. <laughs> so that's all I've got, Bobby. You? No, I think that's great, man. We got it. We got it all together, guys. Uh, this has been uh, your 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 week four uh, preview as to what you can look forward to. Remember, we have some time. We won't be back with uh, this until the fourteenth of July for the recap for everything there. So make sure to you know keep a, an ear to your podcast uh, platform of choice because we're going to drop this stuff hot and fresh for you guys on the fourteenth. All kinds of good info for you, uh, Sean. I believe that kind of does it all for us this week. It does. I think I it does. Every, I hope everyone enjoys their extended 4th of July break for the yeah. KFL. 
Have a happy fourth, everyone. Be yep, safe. Get definitely. out on the water. It's all I got. Yeah, it's a good time. Have a great one, everybody. We will see you guys for week four on the 14th of July. Uh, until then, we'll see you when we see you.